Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Meg. Here's the thing. We are two moms doing life together and sharing our experiences in motherhood, relationships, entrepreneurship, and more. Here's the deal. We don't have it all figured out, but life is better when we do it together. So come join us because it's a lovely time. Welcome back to It's a Lovely Time. Today, we are going to be really just picking up where we left off on some of our meditation and daily practices that we alluded to in our last episode, because this is really something that we feel is important to discuss, you know, how our personal and professional interwoven practices are kind of coming together and really just touching the surface of some of these topics and and getting into what we are doing, but how we can provide more valuable content for you guys as well. And so we would really love to just preface this entire episode with, we want to hear from you on everything that we're sharing today and everything that we're kind of skimming the the surface on, what you are looking for to learn more of Mm -hmm. as we kind of start to unpack some of these big topics, right? We love questions. Send us questions. We love that. Yes. So jumping right in here, we talked about meditation last time. And I think that a lot of times when we hear words, these words that we're going to talk about today, like meditation and manifestation and journaling, right? Mm -hmm. People immediately shut down. That's not for me. I'm not into that. I can't do that. I don't have time. This, 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 right? We easily make excuses as to why these cannot be part of our daily practice. And so just finding a way to make it digestible and get into a practice that works for you. Correct. Because another thing we talked about is there are so many things out there, so many books, so many apps. And overwhelm immediately sets in before you even get the opportunity to, to start. To start. Yeah. yeah. So jumping right in, committing to a daily practice that works for you. So identifying a few key points. When does it work for you? Maybe you try have tried in the past to meditate in the morning and you just don't have the quiet space. Maybe you try to do it, you know, in the middle of your day and you can never seem to get away from your desk. Whatever that looks like, being fluid and understanding that it's not one size fits all and that you have to try different things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jess, I know you don't really have a quiet space in your home no. because you're working from home True. and you have three kids that are also home. It's yes, summertime. It's summertime. Yeah. So yeah. Instead of making the excuse of, I can't do it because my kids are always here, mm-hmm. what do you do? How do you find yeah. that space, right? So I, I actually have two spaces in my house. Perfect. I, um, I have a space in my bedroom that is set up with yoga mat, and um, I use that space often when the weather's crappy outside or if I just need you know to go in somewhere. And I will sit down and I will put in my noise-canceling headphones and just meditate and the whole world disappears. And my kids at this point have learned if mom is sitting there on the floor in front of her table being silent and there's not a fire. Yeah. She's unavailable and they don't, 
they don't mess with me, but I'm telling you, those noise canceling headphones are the key mm. to the key to my meditation when I have to do it in the daytime. Well, I have to, I just, I'm the kind of person that I've gotten into a place in my meditation where I do it anytime during the day. I don't really have necessarily a set time every day. I do have a time in the morning. I take that back. Every morning I have a time where I have some quiet time and I do some journaling and I do some meditation and all the, all the other things that I do in the morning. Um, but I, lots of times, especially if it's a stressful day, I will just get up and go sit and throw on my headphones and get a quick meditation in to clear my head and recenter and reground myself. Um, but I also have my patio outside that I use a lot, especially in summertime in the mornings. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful outdoor space. You can hear the animals, birds, and the, it's just, it's very, there's lots of flowers and plants and it just makes me very happy. makes me feel very connected um, yeah. and very grounded. So yeah, I, that's kind of my, what my spaces look like and how I get it in. But yeah. I'm telling you, noise canceling headphones are the best invention ever. They are. And that actually brings up a really good point to what you just said of you have your daily practice, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also moments where you're jumping out and out of your day, taking and setting time aside. Yeah. And I think that that is something that really comes with practice because yes. yeah. once you have a space that you are creating and holding for this daily practice, it's easier to access the ability to just jump right in and meditate, right? Yes. Or journal or yeah. be, yeah. because there's no amount of noise cancellation that can get the thoughts out of your head. Yeah. There's no no right? noise cancellation is going to shut the so, voice up in your own head. For sure. first finding that whether it's one minute Correct. or 10 minutes in your daily routine yeah. to carve out that time, because mm -hmm. then once you start to flex that muscle and build onto that, then you'll be able to tap into that space any time of day, anywhere you are in the world. Correct. So I read The Lazy Genius Way, and it was the most genius, I'm going to say it. <laughs> point that she made about practicing yoga. And this can be applicable for anything, but she really wanted and desired to have a yoga practice. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It's practice. It and practice. it's just like meditation. So one minute a day for a week, give yourself the space for one minute a day to sit in stillness or listen to the birds chirping or journal or it does not have to be a nosedive off the cliff, right? Yeah. And then the next week you have two minutes and you do two minutes a day for a week and building up and flexing that muscle so that you grow stronger and are actually able to hold that space without it feeling so uncomfortable that you're like, I don't want to go back to that. Correct. Right? Yeah. Because the reason that you stop in the middle of your day, if it's chaotic, to go into that meditative space is because it's safe and it feels good. Yeah. And yes, 100%. Right? If you don't have that, if you don't have a place where you know you can tap into, then it doesn't feel good. It feels like yeah. you're alone with your thoughts and that's not that's always a fun place thing. to be. <laughs> well, and with meditation, it is. It's a practice. And, you, and and I think for a lot of people, they hear this, oh, you have to meditate. And they think, oh, my gosh, I, I don't have 30 minutes in my day to just sit right. and do nothing. I don't have 30 minutes to listen to my own thoughts. No, that's you're not going to listen to your own thoughts. In fact, you're going to try to ignore your own thoughts while you're doing this, which right. is the beauty of it. But it is a practice and you do need to start small. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, like with the yoga, 
from the book that she was talking about how she wanted to start her yoga practice one minute a day turned into now she does yoga for how like i don't even remember how long she yeah well she's just like going to a real practice yeah. like actually getting yeah. the strength up to feel like she could walk into to an actual, an actual class right yeah. and some yoga classes are 90 minutes long yeah right you do yeah. you don't just walk in there and, and figure it out so yeah. that said you mentioned having, you know, your space, I think candles, pillows, blankets, mm -hmm. a, you know, a candle or a salt, lamp. salt lamp. I love, I have a lavender mist that I spray, mm -hmm. like having an essential oil or a smell because when I travel or when I'm not able to just sit in, in my space, mm -hmm. it really is important for me to be able to get myself there quickly. Uh, right. And mm -hmm. so if there's something that you can have, that's a tactile, like I need to sink into this place and be calm yeah. that's going to be really tremendously helpful and well, smells are, smell is smells, a huge memory trigger yes it is absolutely it yep. is attached to a lot of things it can be attached to negative things but if you're using it when you're meditating it's attached to a calm space a safe space and so very easily that can help you get there absolutely i, I don't i mean mine is again but outside outside being the smell outside, of smell being outside yeah it's just it's so nice so yeah that is a really great thing for me. I'm I'm in the space now um, that I can literally be sitting in the airport and throw my AirPods in and noise yeah. cancel those bad boys. And I'm good. but what if you don't have I'm them? Good. I never go anywhere without them. But if I don't have them, I'm sad. <laughs> but but you really just it is flexing that muscle long enough to where you can get to that place. But I definitely the, didn't start there. Right. I exactly. Didn't start there. Like no. I. I when I started meditating, it was like, I'm going to do a, I'm going to jump into this 25 minute oh, meditation. God. I got three minutes in and I opened my eyes. And I'm like, how long have I been doing this? Like, it felt like I'd been there forever. Right. And then I realized, okay, I'm laying over my head here and I couldn't get the thoughts to stop jumping in and I couldn't get, stay focused. And so, yeah, you got to bring it back down. You yep. got to start from scratch. Exactly. Um, and the short ones are really great too for real quick, even if you're doing meditation and you're doing the big, long 30 minute ones or whatever, mm -hmm. short two minute meditations can help with everything real quickly. Like for example, you had a crap day at work. You're really stressed out about some project that you're getting done or some deadline that you're having to meet, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you got to fight with your spouse. And now you have to go pick your kids up from school, mm -hmm. you know, or your best friend and you had a fight or you're throwing a party and things aren't going the way it's supposed to go and right. you're trying to put out fires and you, oh and in the middle of all this you have kids you have to go pick up from school and they get in the car and they're you know i'm hungry and i'm tired and i oh right. this happened at school today and this happened and they're just non-stop chatter because they haven't seen you all day and you're not the best self but if you can put in like a two minute practice mm -hmm. of meditation and whether that meditation is an actual guided thing or simple a breathing exercise because yeah. that's a form of meditation you know a mantra whatever it is that you say for two to three minutes before they ever get in the car you are a whole new person right and this works in the office as well like if you're at work and you don't have kids but you're in the office and it's shit if you give yourself those two to three minutes mm -hmm. of that space it will change the whole even 10 seconds, thinks. 10 seconds of a breathing exercise, like breathing in and out, just having mm -hmm. space. And I think one of the things that we, a lot of people lost mm -hmm. after the pandemic mm -hmm. was a drive time. 
Oh yeah. If you're working from home or so having Mm -hmm. something to give you that transition, even if you had a great day, you still need to give yourself that space, that buffer to go from CEO mom, CEO to mom. Yeah. Right. Yes. And especially if you haven't left your house. Correct. I know that for me, when I was working, I had in the home, I had to find a way to buffer that because I no longer got my drive to listen to my podcast. Even if it's not even meditating, like there's, there was a buffer. Yes. Even if it's a, just a nice deep breath before you like walk out of your bedroom. Yeah. For me, it was get in my car and don't listen to anything. Just silence. Right. Just silence all the way home. It was the best. Magical. It was. And you transition, you walk in, you're like. Hello. It's like, but now you don't have that. You see the memes all the time of mom sitting in the garage, yeah. just like not going in the house. The Husband yeah. opens the door. He's like, what are you doing out there? None of your business. I have a friend who constantly hides in her car from her kids. Oh my God. That's like her go-to <laughs> place. She'll's like, this is my happy place in my car with my Starbucks. This is my happy place. And she, that's where she goes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mine are too little to hide still. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we also both really love some of the guided meditations that we found. Mm -hmm. And this can be a really great place to start again, just into those two to three minute places. If you don't even know where to start having a guided meditation, I love Gabby Bernstein. She has all sorts of challenges and so much in the library of, of what she has to offer, but mm. there are a lot of really quick and easy ones that yes. are very approachable. And they're ones that I still, there's a morning mantra, um, from super attractor and there's like a quick and quick version of that one. It's and it's quickie. like this, it is, it's literally <laughs> like she speaks and it, she speaks quicker and then the music is very upbeat. And it's like, if I am getting up early and I I'm not going to have time or I've woken up late and I have to be somewhere. I will listen to that on my drive to just like make sure that my day doesn't start in a spiral that it goes into, you know, I go into it on the right foot. So, and I know you use an app. I do. I use, um, it's called insight timer. Um, there's, and it's one that it can be free or you can pay and get more out of it. Um, this app has so many different things that, yeah, but it does have one minute, you know, one minute, two minute, three minute, and then all the way up to 90 minute meditations. Oh, wow. It has classes and courses and all the things. But if you're just starting out, it's a great app to use for guided meditations for cool. sure. And they have just music on there as well. So if you just oh, want to sit, nice. yeah, it's it's really one of my favorite. Um, Sweet. We'll apps. link that in the show notes because yeah. I really, I want that as well. Yeah. That's a good one. That's well. Um, and it has it for kids too. Oh, cool. So we'll nice. talk about that eventually with kids and meditation and stuff. But but if, for kids, there's um, kids stuff in there as well. It's great. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about today's episode and making sure that we provide value without overwhelm, we really wanted to make sure that we included all of the practices that we kind of incorporate into our daily routine. Mm-hmm. And so moving into this next step, it's journaling, journaling, right? And within that, I cannot tell you how many times somebody has reached out to me over the past couple of years and me sharing my journaling and my journey and said, what do I, how do I start? Like, yeah. what am I doing? What did, you know, and it goes with meditation really well because does, yeah. you can either do 
you know, meditation with journaling after, if you're doing a prompted journal, like there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate your journal. Mm -hmm. So a premeditative journal, you were talking about like a dump, right? Like, so what does that look like for you? Yeah. Like pre, before you oh, meditate, yeah. like what so, type of journaling so, you would so, do? Some days I'll do my journaling before I meditate. And depending on the day, like in the morning I'm having or when I'm doing it, it'll either be just a brain dump of all the things that are spinning in my head, all the, you know, some, some big to-dos emotional thing or, or yeah. to-dos or some, maybe something's happening in my life that's just really taking up a lot of space mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I'll write all that stuff down to get it out of there before I go into my meditative space, or I will write down the things that I really am wanting and, and excited about. And, you know, and then I'll go into my meditative space and meditate on those things, those positive things like that. So the brain dump is really just like, get it all out, just throw up on the page. For sure. Write it all out. For me, if I know that there's a task that's waiting for me, like in my inbox, Uh I always do my journal and meditation before that, before I open my computer Mm -hmm. to do those tasks. But if there's something that I, that came into my brain and I'm like, I don't want to forget that. It's all I'm going to think about during my meditation. So So I will just write it out. Yeah. So just kind of either getting it out or having a focus of your goals or what you're, you know, your yeah. Mind's eye is well, and, setting and on. Meg does um, a brain dump a little differently. Yes, like she does yeah. what's called it. She calls it a gratitude dump. Yes. And so- well, and that's that's usually when somebody will reach out to me and and say like, where do I start with journaling? Mm-hmm. That is the most approachable way that I can explain it, and it still feels like a lot, right? Yeah. But it's very rudimentary, and that you literally find any notebook in your house, yep. open it up, and start writing down everything you're grateful for. Just a complete dump. And it it can be, I am grateful for the heat in our home. I am grateful for the roof over our head. Really think about every single little thing because having that gratitude, taking that and harnessing it and taking it into your day or your week or your month, Mm -hmm. however often you decide to do this is really, really helpful. Yeah. And this is also something that my husband and I have done when we're going through hard seasons. When we wake up in the morning, we just say like three things we're grateful for. And it can literally be like, I am grateful for your soft lips to kiss. Like it can be whatever. I am grateful that you didn't steal the blankets. Yes. Like (laughs) I'm grateful that you're alive and well, right? Mm -hmm. So a gratitude dump can be a really great place to start for journaling because it is once you start writing Mm -hmm. and you start listing all of these amazing things that you're grateful for, I challenge you to leave that not feeling better, right? You are grateful that you have X, Y, or Z. I mean, think of the things that people don't have. The very basic, like moving our bodies. Thankful that I can walk. Thankful that I can move my fingers and that I can smell and that I can see. Like Mm -hmm. a gratitude dump can be so helpful in just getting your pen flowing. And then maybe you start to write from the heart and you start to open up and it kind of leads you down these paths. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's challenging in and of itself and you just like get through it, right? Mm -hmm. But you did it. Mm -hmm. And there are also a ton of, we've talked about this, there are so many options out there for prompted journals. Oh, yeah prompted, you know, it, it's not necessary. It's not. It can be helpful if you need a place to start, yes. right? But it's not necessary. So don't yes. feel like you have to go buy something. Correct. And I think that's actually 
one of the biggest myths. It's kind of like, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. Yeah. Well, Don't stop. Don't even get me started. Because <laughs> we won't go there. But it's a good example of like, oh, I'm not going to start journaling until I buy this prompted journal. You don't need that prompted journal. The prompted there journal. are cool apps like the prompted. It's literally like called, called prompted, prompted journal. journal. Um, yeah. Right. But like if you don't want to have anything pinging on your phone, yeah. just don't tell yourself the lie that you have to have anything yeah. specific to start this journey or start this practice. Right. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, like with the prompted journal app, like I've, I've used it. Um, it's one that I use when I'm stuck in, when yeah. I say stuck, I mean, maybe that there's nothing really crazy going on in my life, mm -hmm. right. That I need to be writing about. Maybe, maybe I need to do something that's a little bit joyful, more joyful. Maybe I, you know, I've done the gratitude, but I just want something more. And so the, the prompted ones for me are like, they just push me a little bit farther to think a little bit deeper is what they do for me. Yeah. Um, I love that. But then there's times where there's a question I'm like, well, hell, I don't know. And I just don't yeah. answer it. But it, so you don't have to have them. I use them. I, the only reason why I use a prompted one is to go deeper, to push myself a little bit farther mm -hmm. in an area that I normally wouldn't spend a lot of time thinking about. Get uncomfortable. Yeah, right? I do. And getting uncomfortable is how you grow. So there you go. Exactly right. And that being said, when those questions come up that you're like, no, I'm good. I highly recommend that you write it down. Mm -hmm. You don't have to answer it. Just like write it down because yeah. one of my favorite things to do in journaling is look back yeah. at where I was at in a season and maybe in that season it felt really, really hard. Yeah. But when I look back and I've come out of that, mm -hmm. I can kind of remind myself that I made it through that and this is where I was. And when those hard seasons come again, because they will. Yep. It's something that's really nice to look back to and be like, I made it through that. I did that. I put one foot in front of the other and I was able to get through that get time. Through that, yeah. And so I actually started journaling I a few different journals. I'm like a journal freak. It's like <laughs> we're talking about just getting started. But in <laughs> case you're like me, level, I have I'm a journal <laughs> for myself. And, and I don't hold myself, I used to hold myself to like, I need to write in this and this day, like as it comes to me, I do. do it, yeah. And I like to have my journal that's kind of just my ongoing, like I'm meditating and I just want to jot down notes. I started inadvertently a journal to my children called Story of Your Life. And it literally is just a blank notebook that says Story of My Life. It, I did not plan this. It just happened. Okay. <laughs> and Right when I found out I was pregnant with the twins, I started writing to them and telling them about this journey and this experience and talking to Olivia and talking to all of them so that I didn't plan this, but like they can look back and I say, Olivia, you are right. And I am speaking directly to them. And mm -hmm. it's this beautiful mm -hmm. gift that I cannot wait to give them someday. And it was completely by accident. Yeah. And then my husband and I also have a journal that we write back and forth to each other in. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk more about that in another episode. Another episode. But mm -hmm. that being said, I love journals and yeah. they are not prompted and you can just write yeah. and it doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have no, to be, I mean, it can literally be like whatever you are feeling, just get it out. Yeah. Right. Today is a good day. Period. Yes. You journaled. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Period. Yeah. That's okay too. So that actually brings me just through all of that into manifesting. Oh yeah. And I'm, yeah, Meg is 
very intentional about manifesting and she's done some pretty amazing things with manifesting and she's um, really got a lot of insight on it. And so um, I just want her to talk about the manifesting side of things. Yeah. Um, well, when we first started talking about incorporating this into today's episode, the first thing I thought of was like the woo woo. It's a little woo woo, and I'm not. Yeah. If you know me, and as you get to know me better, you'll find that I am not. No, I'm, I'm not. Woo-woo. I'm way more woo woo. Jess is the woo woo one. <laughs> I am not the woo woo one, and so I'm going to unpack a few yeah. things about manifesting, and I'm just really excited yeah. to share my journey. Well, I think a lot of people don't know what manifesting is. Yep, how to do it, like all that stuff. So, I, yeah, I'd love if you would just kind of unpack like what it is and how to go about it and what it looks like in your life. And absolutely. So I first learned about manifesting in reading one of Gabby Bernstein's books, super attractor. And there are a lot of theologies around manifesting from law of attraction Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the most basic fundamentals of the law of attraction being that What you put into the universe, you get back, right? What you exude, you attract. And so one thing that I always like to tell people is no matter what you believe around these things, around whether you think it's woo-woo or or whatever you believe, you are manifesting whether you want to or not. Correct. When you think about people in your life, who are constantly saying, I can't catch a break and this is always happening and they're talking about all of the bad things that are always happening to them as if life is happening to them, not for them. They are manifesting that negative energy and it's spinning right back and hitting them in the face and it will continue to do so, right? In so many ways. Mm -hmm. You can believe or not, I genuinely wholeheartedly feel as though whether you want to or not, you're, you're, you're attracting those things, right? Yeah. So if you do believe that and you're on that train with me, why would you not try to manifest something good? Yeah. Why would you not take advantage of this opportunity Correct. to bring goodness into your life and the things that you desire and dream of and the goals, the big dreams that you have, right? And yeah. so how do you manifest? That one is an interesting question. I think for for me personally, and I know we both believe in God, and I have found several different things out there, different, I should say, theologies out there. And one of my favorite things about manifesting in general is that whether you believe in the universe or Buddha or God, whatever your greater power is, this is applicable. Yes. Right? Correct. It is not specific to a religion. Um, However, there is a lot of religious practices out there that do talk about this or people who incorporate God. And so when you're manifesting, you're speaking to a higher power. So I think it's important to just kind of identify that for for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I loved Gabby Bernstein a lot is because I felt like I could share her work because she does not refer to it just as God. It is the universe. It is whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like for you. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it makes it approachable for everyone. Yeah. And I try not to judge anyone on their backgrounds and beliefs. And so that was important to me. And manifesting in general, how we how we do that is putting our positive energy 
whether you're saying it, whether you're journaling about it, the way that you're speaking things into existence, right? So for me, my very first like toe in the water of manifesting was actually with the Rachel Hollis um, journal. Oh, the Start Today Journal? The Start Today Journal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you write down like three things you're grateful for. And then like, 10 things that you are. And then 10 are. things that you are. Yeah. I own a pure bar studio. Yeah. I have a house on the beach. I have a wonderful marriage that is full of love and adventure and right. So things that I wanted, maybe I didn't have them yet, but I was writing them down as if I already had them. Yeah. If you've ever been in a sales position, you're assuming the sale, right? So it ties in in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And even if you've never, if you don't think you've been in a sales position, if you work in the United States of America, you're selling something, (laughs) even if it feels like you're not right. But that being said, it's that basic. You are manifesting something by putting it out into the universe, claiming it as yours. Yeah. And also, newsflash, that also comes with work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So me writing down for six months that I was going to own a pure bar studio or five months, that didn't just happen. Right. It yeah, didn't just like yeah. fall into it's my not lap. Like a magic genie that just says, Oh, I finally heard all your prayers and wishes. Here you go. Right. <laughs> like, no. So it comes with doing the work. Yes. And doing the work involves mm-hmm. intentionality, mm-hmm. right? Starting your day mm-hmm. in the right foot, writing these things down. And every day that I wrote that down, I would then look at my to do list and say, All right, what are the things that I have to accomplish in yeah. order for that dream to become a reality? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, there is no, no reason that it should have happened. Yeah. On paper, it was not supposed to happen. I applied for loans that were way too big for my bridges. I applied for a main street loan and I had to go in and pitch this room full of people. And I, I genuinely, I didn't know what I was doing. I prepared and I did all the things and I was like, what's the PL? And I, you know, and I, and I like took all of this information and I put together a marketing plan and a business plan. And I did not go to business school. I didn't. Yeah. I had a six year tenure at a marketing agency. So I had a lot of this knowledge, but genuinely I will wholeheartedly tell you that it should not have happened, yeah. but God, the doors kept slamming open because I was finding a way I was putting in the work and I was writing it down and I believed in my ability to do that. And it happened. Yeah. And I'm here today and it's three years yeah. later. Right. Yeah. So you have to do the work. Yeah. I want to preface a, that. Know, and it's the same thing with friends. Like if you write down right. that I, I am a good friend or I have great friends or whatever it is, uh, you got to put in the work to be a good friend. You have to put in the work to find the good friends, you know? Yeah. So what that looks like in the work for all of that. Yeah. And mine is, you know, I go at this point really in depth of like, I have meaningful relationships yeah. with people, right? Like, yeah. but that, that takes work. It takes work. Right. And so whether you've got a friendship or a business or whatever that looks like a, a beach vacation home in mind, mm-hmm. just keeping in mind that it does take mm-hmm. work because yeah. the story that I want to share about my manifesting aside from Pure Bar isn't necessarily involved in work. I mean, a couple yeah. minutes, but <laughs> a little bit of work involved. A little bit of work. But I I'm going to share the story about my twins. That's a great one. And 
this was my really like genuinely one of my first eye-opening experiences with manifesting aside from the studio you know I I had to put in a lot of work to make that happen right mm-hmm. so I had started a manifestation practice around the word abundance in a women's mastermind that I was in. Mm-hmm. And she had us pick our word for the year for 2020. Yeah. And I had started to see the success of our studio. We were like doubling in revenue. And I I was so focused on the growth of that business that I chose the word abundance. And I had a bracelet with abundance and I signed up for Gabby Bernstein's manifestation challenge, which I had done the year prior. And this time I was like, all right, I have a focus. I know what I'm going to be going in on. And I started that practice like a few days late into the year, but I had been thinking about this word, right? And I was really focused on it. And on January 7th, I started this this practice of writing things down and I sat down to journal that morning and I wrote down that I was pregnant with twins because I knew in my body. Like I had been meditating. I mean, I I had been meditating for a long time. I was very in tune with my body at this point. I'd been journaling for a long time and focusing on this word was like something totally new for me. Mm -hmm. And it'd been like two months probably. And then I went to the store and I bought a pregnancy test to confirm my suspicion. (laughs) And I was pregnant. I literally FaceTimed my mom and I came into my pure bar studio and I set the phone down and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm about to pee on a stick and I'm pregnant with twins. So I'm going to need you to probably move here. Like when that happens, when they come and she was like, ha ha ha. And I was like, no, but like really. Um, and so we joked about it, but that morning I had written down that I was pregnant and then I wrote down both of their names. And at the time we thought we were going to name them Savannah and and Theodore. We ended up changing his name. That's another story for maybe a reel. Um, (laughs) But I wrote it down and I knew. I knew because of what I had been focused on. Now, I learned to be specific in my manifestation, right? Um, Because what I was thinking in my like mind's eye was fiscal, but I didn't write it down, right? Like I needed to write it down. Um, Be real clear. Be clear. About what you're asking for. But it was the abundance that I needed and I didn't know that I needed it. And that is the beauty of manifestation. And another really good point of sometimes you're going to be manifesting and writing down all the things that you think you want and Mm -hmm. praying the prayers of the things you think you need and something else comes. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people lose faith in manifesting in God in whatever their practice is mm-hmm. because they don't up, get what they want. Well, it didn't show up the way they thought it would. Right. Yeah. It didn't look the way they thought it was going to look when they got it. Right. Yeah. Not knowing but sometimes you have to trust that that's yeah. what you actually needed. Yeah. And while I would have loved for that to be the story for my studio, it wasn't because it shut down. Yeah. And if I hadn't had those babies inside of me, honestly, just they, that gave me hope. I knew, I knew that I was going to be okay. Yeah. I knew that everything was going to work out with our studio, with our lives, with everything. Yeah. Because I believed that I would not have been given this blessing. Yeah. If it wasn't. If it wasn't. Yeah. And 
took a lot of work for the studio to be okay, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that abundance is coming now, but I had to have faith through that. And I had to accept that that abundance and what I was given, even though I was like, oh, I I joke about being specific, (laughs) but just if you want twins, no. Um, And it was natural. Yeah. Right. Like we did not have any form of IVF. There was nothing yeah. that we had done externally. So I, I couldn't have planned that. But it, it showed up in a way that it was exactly what I needed. And I mm-hmm. didn't know it until yeah. I did. Yeah. Right. And so when you are looking at what you're you're wanting to manifest, right, mm-hmm. whether it is this baby, a pregnancy or something as, you know, you could, it could be a car, like it, yeah. it could be a fiscal a or it could be a job, could be a person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just being specific in what you're looking for. But also I know that there's people out there right now that are like, whatever lady, <laughs> you did not manifest these babies. I, yes, I did. I literally, people in my mastermind were coming up to me and being like, oh my gosh, we need to like, what are we, what are we doing next? What like, doing? what are we manifesting next? Like, we want to see what you can do. Go big or go home. And, and that being said, like, I want to challenge our listeners to think about something so obscure and so abstract and, what do you mean and write by, it down. Yeah. What do you mean by obscure? <laughs> so like figure out in your head, find something in your mind's eye, like a purple, my little pony with wings. Right. And write it down every day. Do you realize now we're going to have a bunch of people running around thinking about purple Milo ponies? Yeah, they're friends. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that's my, that's my story because I have a three-year-old you know, you know. and, and, but really like if it's a, a green T-Rex or a yellow T-Rex or like something that's not normal, yeah. right. Something that you wouldn't normally see, a write it down. Oxalotl, a yellow. That's what my nine-year-old is on this hunt for. Oh my goodness. The yellow see? Oxalotl. Okay. I didn't even know this thing's existed. Start writing it down. I don't even know what that is. It's some sort of sea creature, okay. like a sea slug. But if you turn it into a squishable, it's real cute. That's really so great. I love it. So okay. write it down okay. for the next two weeks. Write that thing down. Like, I don't care. It doesn't have to be in a journal. It could be on a sticky note. Yeah. Somewhere that you're going to wake up and write it down. And it will start appearing. Yeah. I, that is the proof in the pudding of how the law of attraction works, right? I we were talking about like being pregnant, like all of a sudden you start to see all these pregnant women or before, or, you, or if you before you're to, trying to get pregnant, if you want to get pregnant, mm-hmm. all of a sudden everyone around you is pregnant, right? Right. It's, it is one of those things that mm-hmm. if you're focusing on enough, but focusing on it in a positive way, Correct. right. And yeah. looking for like, there's also the negative I was side, say, right? Like, cause it can go opposite direction of if you're, you know, I mean, you can totally start thinking about negative things and those things will start happening and showing up. In your life, and you'll be like, "What the heck?" You know? Our and minds are so powerful. We a lot more powerful than we actually know and believe that they are. Because you um, can't prove it. But this is a nice little little tester. Yeah. I mean, it's like an ex boyfriend. Oh yeah. Because all you're doing is like feeling sorry for yourself and thinking about them when you're in your 20s, and you're just like, "And what do you do? You see their name everywhere. everywhere. Like the guy on the TV show that you just started watching is named Jason, and the like guy who emailed you from the you know Comcast, yeah. and you're like, "Really? Can I get away from this?" But what you're thinking about is coming back to you. So just be aware. Yeah. Just be aware. Absolutely. So. The last thing that I, I believe in wholeheartedly, and this kind of goes along again, back with everything is mantras mm-hmm. and having mantras to start your day. For me, I love to 
end my children's day with these mantras as well. And coming up with mantras for yourself, using guided mantras, whatever that is. But if you tell yourself mm-hmm. and remind yourself of your worth yeah. every single day, yeah. You'll start to believe it, even if you're in the darkest place. And this is true. Um, I have one of my dearest friends, her her daughter was as a teenager was so hard on herself. And she is one of the most beautiful girls. She was so hard on herself. And she came to hang out with us well, one summer for about a week, you know, and to stay with us for about a week. And we were hanging out and we were, her and I are having conversations about this. And I was like, here's the deal. Every day when you wake up, you walk in the bathroom. You look yourself in the face in that mirror and you say, I am beautiful and I love you Hmm. every single day. And that's an example of a mantra. Absolutely. It can be so simple. And it's, you're beautiful and I love you. And I'm like, because she was beautiful. She just needed to believe it and, and love herself enough, you know, to tell herself that over and over and over again so that she would finally start to believe it and it would start to show up. And I am telling you, this girl grew up, she's gorgeous. She was already gorgeous, but yes. she's, she know, believes she's gorgeous. it. She, she believes it. She has into her so confidence. much confidence in herself. She loves mm-hmm. who she is. So, yeah, I yeah. couldn't agree more. And we, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, we really look forward to diving into these topics more. If there are specific areas or, you know, ideas that you would love to hear us unpack, we would love your feedback, but we do have some things slated for how to get a little bit deeper into the next steps for manifesting, meditation, journaling, and really guiding you into how to best build your practice yes. for your daily routines. So it is a lovely time to pick one place to start. Do one thing today for yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. We are genuinely glad that you're here. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at itsa.lovelytime where you will find links to our personal accounts, websites, and more.